welcome to Breakthrough Academy. We're so grateful that you could join us on this beautiful Friday morning. I am Brooke Lewis and I'm here with our pastor, Pastor Peter Lewis, for another amazing, amazing academy. We're so excited. And you might already have said, that's not Josh and it's not <laughs> Jay. It's, it's true. What has happened? What is this wonderful transformation that has happened? Well, it's obviously this is my daughter, Brooke. Josh and Jay are both away at the moment yeah. in sunny Queensland enjoying they're a holiday. They're riding coasters as we speak. Yeah, they're, they're enjoying <laughs> a great break, well-deserved break up there. Um, so, Brooke is stepping in yeah. and um, you know one Brooks worth two Josh and Jays is that, is that that's how <laughs> I like it works that, I like that. Um, and um, so everyone if you're watching we appreciate give a shout out to Brooke and say greetings um, Brooke is obviously also my daughter mm. um, you know obviously because look look at how beautiful she is that must have come from Christine yeah. my wife <laughs> um, and we, we are going to study Jesus together, and I'm pretty excited to, to be working. We've been praying and, and talking on the way here. We've been um, just, just thinking about how amazing Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we've just been asking the Holy Spirit just to lead us and to yeah. guide us because this whole topic of Jesus is, is a Holy Spirit thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in fact, in, in the book of John, uh, when Jesus... Was you know it, it was a transition. The last chapters of John are this huge transition. Yeah. You know you, you look you go back to um, chapter thirteen and it's the the uh, before the feast of the Passover. Jesus. Well, hey, we can we should put this up here. So <laughs> not just me looking at it, but we can all look at it together. Um, so John chapter thirteen. And um, let's go doing uh, we'll. Just before the Passover feast, Jesus knew that his time had come to depart from this world to the Father. Mm. Uh, I, love, I love the way he looks at this. Yeah. You know, he, not just, he didn't say he knew his time to, to come to die. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah. No, it's a departure. It's going and it's to the Father. There's a reconnecting there. There's such an anointing there. He's looking forward to that. Um, I think in, in this study that we've done over the last few weeks, it's just made me more and more aware of how connected God, Jesus was to the Father yeah. and the glory. He was looking for the, the glory. Yeah. But there was something beforehand. There yeah. was the cross and there was uh, the praying in the garden. There was the sweating, the breaking of the, the, the sweat and the sweating yeah. of the blood. There was um, the agony of the actual cross. But more than even physical, there was the agony where he was going to be, become sin and be separated from yeah. the Father for the first yeah. time ever. He was... My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? There was yes. the shunning because of the sin that was on him. Punishment came. The satisfaction of that. Then the breakthrough. And, and um book of Hebrews says, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Yes, you know, he, he had to work through the cross, but he had to focus on what was beyond that. Yeah. And that's a little bit here. You know, it's time to depart. But ultimately, he said, Father, we're going to be reunited. Yeah. And as we saw in his great priestly prayer in John 17, and we, we shared this last week, but... Let's just um, make sure that we um, refresh ourselves in this. Um, he said, Now, glorify, Father, glorify me at your side with the glory I had with you before the world was created. Oh. That's what he's looking forward to. Yes. R- back into that place where we'd, we'd, I'm not here limited by this physical yeah. body. Um, so this starts in John chapter 13. Okay, so that's, that's where this is, this is a, 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 you know, yeah. John is uh, 22 chapters. Make sure. 
21, cha 21, 21 chapters, the book of John. What would be your an elevator pitch if someone's joining us, they've never read the Bible, they don't know who John is, what would be an elevator pitch for a quick understanding so they can jump in with us of who John is? All right, so John was a close um, companion with Jesus. He was chosen to be one of his 12 close followers, came to be known as apostles, those were sent out. Yeah. John wrote this message detailing his life with Jesus, yeah. but not just his memoirs. Yeah. This is with very much with the purpose so that people could read it and it says it would spark faith yeah. and they would believe in who Jesus was. And so he was looking very much, not what just Jesus did, but why he did it, yes, the bigger picture. So this is why this last part of Jesus' life, John chapter 13, the, the last third of the book of John is just covering a very sl small yeah. part of his time because it was so critical. And John also covered a lot of the teaching that Jesus did at this time because it was transition teaching, yeah. explaining not just what he was going to do, but what's going to happen afterwards. Yeah. That's the big thing for John too. It's not just, yeah. hey, this is what Jesus is going to. It's not a, how does that impact us? Where are we going? What's, what's happening to us? Yeah. And so John chapter 13, he sits down with his disciples. He says, explains the Passover all these years we've been celebrating Passover but it was all pointing to me yes Jesus what, what an amazing thing to say yeah. it was all pointing to me um, you know and I've said this a number of times over the last few weeks we've been preaching this on Sunday we've been studying it here um, if Jesus was not who he said he was and I believe obviously how yeah. he was he was a lunatic yeah. <laughs> it was all about him yeah <laughs> you know imagine imagine everything that happened that's about me that's about me. Yeah. That's about yeah, yeah crazy man. Um, <laughs> the, yeah. He was basically saying, you know, the Passover you've been doing for thousands of years, that yeah. lamb and everything. That the the that's me. Yeah. It's all about me. Um, it was all pointing to me. It was all a shadow of me. And I was like, what? Yeah. And and, and he just this was it. John yeah. John fully um, shared this aspect of Jesus that it's all about him. Um, but then ch chapter fourteen, Jesus begins to. Um, teach and share about what's going to happen. He says, do not let your hearts be distressed. You believe in God, believe also in me. It's one so and the powerful. same. There are many dwelling places in my father's house. I'm Where I'm going, I'm preparing a place for you. Yes. Otherwise I would have told you because I'm going away to make ready a place for you. So there's a, this is not, I'm, I'm, yeah. and the disciples are still a little bit clueless. This is, um, and if I go and make ready a place for you, I will come again and take you to be with me so that where I am, you may be too. So what a, that's our expectation hope. Either we'll be here on earth when Jesus comes yeah. and we'll be taken. Or if we die, we, we already have yeah. a place made for us. And you know the way, where am I going? And Thomas said, Lord, we don't know where you're going. <laughs> How can we know the way? <laughs> we're clear. Uh, Thomas says, I, I just got no idea what's happening here. Um, Jesus replied, I am the way. Yeah. And the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. I love that concept too, that Jesus was not talking about the fact. Um, he didn't say, you know, even though he's talking about heaven, there's a place and things. He did not say, I am the way and the truth. And like no one gets to heaven, yes. which is how a lot of people read this verse. Yep. You know, no one can get to heaven except through me. Because that's, you know, that's, that's what yeah. we're talking about. Okay. He, he's saying no one can get that access to the Father. Yeah, it's so it's so much more than just going to heaven. Yeah, it's more yes. relational. Yeah. It's more that connection. Think about like what I said before, how Jesus is so looking forward to that reconnection, yeah. and he's like, "You can also connect." Yeah, that's... through me, you are going to connect. Uh, you, this is a connection thing. Yeah. This is not. This is not just a. 
oh, okay, one day when I die, I will be in the place called heaven. Mm. Praise God for that. He's, he's just yeah. said he's setting aside a place for us and he's going to come and get us. Or it's, it's so beyond that. Yeah, it's, it's not I am the way to mm. that place. He said I am the way to the Father, yeah. to the connection Relation. with him. And um, so this is, this is his picture. Yeah. And this is where the, the, the disciples are pretty clueless. Mm. They can't work out. Like, um, like we've shared over our past studies, and you can go back and, and go to our, our website, breakthrough.org.au um, slash academy. Yeah. Go to our website, and you can pick up the, the past messages yeah. from this series and, and, and see how we've built some of these, um, these concepts that Jesus was, um, was sharing stuff, and they were just on a different plane at times. Yeah. The disciples were thinking, here comes the Messiah. He's going to be like a second David. He's going to set up his rule in Jerusalem. <laughs> we're going to kick out the Romans. We're going to reestablish the wonder, wonder, you know, they, they, they look back to the era of David and then Solomon and say that was like the highlight, that yeah. was the high point of our existence. That was as far as existence. they could see. Yeah, well, they, they said that that was amazing. Mm. That, was, that, was, that was the pinnacle of our, our ruling yeah. and reigning. That's what, you know, we were... You know, you look at Solomon and it was just like at peace yeah. because David had won the peace and then they had this mm. great reign. And, and, you know, and it said that, uh, you know, gold was like silver and, you know, yeah. silver was like iron. Or I think that was the phrasing. It was just like it meant that there was a lot of wealth yeah. and there was ships being sent all around when they were bringing all this wealth. People were bringing in all this food every day. Yeah. It was just magnificent. And, and so they're like, yes, the restoration of Israel to its former glory. And because it's, because it's, there was a nation at the time that was in that glorious status. Yeah. That was Rome. It was like Rome yeah, was Rome was the country that or the, or the, or the kingdom that was spread yeah. and all the wealth was flowing into Rome and it was establish like no 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 we've got the messiah coming we've got yeah. the messiah coming gonna kick your butt and out you go <laughs> and we're gonna raise up and that's why they had arguments as um disciples uh, maybe we should look at some of those scriptures where mm. it says um you know they're arguing amongst themselves who's going to be you know who's going to be yeah. the first place who's going to get sit in this <laughs> face you know when when he's sitting on his throne and, uh, and one of the mums comes and hey listen i just want to get put a word in for my boys <laughs> Yeah, they are. It's not only wrong that they're squabbling and, and got such prideful mm. thoughts. It's wrong that they're, they're clueless as to what yeah. was really happening. And it's interesting that even in that, everything was going back to the place of what Jerusalem was looking like. It was the um, the success of Jerusalem, everything they're looking for. And so it's interesting how, whereas for Jesus, it wasn't about going to the place of heaven. It's not about the wealth of heaven, the success of heaven. It's a, no, it's the relationship with the Father. Yeah. And yet they're thinking of it in terms of a natural world. Yeah. Oh, the best we can see is for this place to be better than it is. Yeah. And Jesus is going, no, it's about the relationship with God. Yeah. That's what this is actually about. Yeah. They, they, to Jesus, it's, it's, it's all about what's going to happen on the inside. The yeah. kingdom of God is going to come. And you look at this in the book of Hebrews um, where it talks so much about there's a covenant that's been declared. You know, I've been in covenant with Israel. We, we spoke about this a fair bit when we did the series on covenant, yeah. about the fact that we're, um, God was in covenant with Israel. But that was really a covenant that was looking forward to this covenant, which he prophesied yeah. through Jeremiah. And that covenant, he said, I'm going to write it on your heart. I'm going to get in. I'm going to change you from the inside yeah. out. We're going to rest. It's restoration of relationship where you can be my son. Yeah. We can be connected. So this is this is the big picture. They're clueless, but Jesus is still speaking it. You know, and there's, there's a point here. Sometimes people are clueless, but God is just speaking yeah. to what He sees and what is ahead. Yes. All right. So we, we're playing catch up. 
we this I, these scriptures are our catch up. We're, yeah. Oh, and and, and we and we say, oh, dumb disciples, they didn't get it. Yeah. <laughs> what, what idiot! What an idiot Thomas was, you know? What I mean? Because we know a little bit, but then I'm reading it. I'm like, oh. This is what he was talking. This is what he has planned for me. Yeah. This is what this is. So, so John chapter 14, John chapter 15, um, 16, and then 17, which is a, like the great high priestly transition prayer where he is now transitioning. Yeah. Um, John 17 sort of straddles, even though it's spoken before the cross, it's like a, a straddling over. Yeah. Over, the, you know, it's like pre-cross plus post-cross mm. in the words. Um, and then we go into the the Jesus being betrayed, Jesus being uh, part, you know beaten up and whipped, yeah. Jesus going to the cross, Jesus dying, take satisfying the the, the the wrath of God, Jesus dying for us, and then God raising him from the dead, meeting with the disciples and saying, okay, this is what it was all about, and then going up to heaven. Mm. Do you know what I mean? So Jesus was Jesus saw this big picture. Yeah. All right. Um, let me just, um, I think it's in the book of Luke. Yeah, let's, let's look at Luke at 24. This, I'm trying to now get us an idea, how, Jesus, how he was viewing things. Yeah. You know what I mean? Disciples, they had one view. Jesus, different view. Yeah. Um, this is our invitation to have the different view that Jesus had. Yes. All right, to transition and sort of, okay, the more I can be thinking like Jesus, I, I understand more and, and what's better. Mm. Um, so if we go to the book of Luke chapter 24, which is the last chapter. So um, um, let's go to 20, verse 20, uh, 23. <laughs> yeah, just gotta, we've got to jump in somewhere. Um, the women went, they did not find his body. Uh, Jesus is resurrected. Oh, he's not there anymore. And they came back and said they had seen a vision. Of the angels who said he was alive. Yeah. Then some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. So he said to them, you foolish people, how slow of heart to believe all the prophets, believe all the prophets have spoken. Okay, so th what's happening is um, this is a description. I should have gone back. Um, on the road to Emmaus. Okay. This is afterwards. Two, that very day, two of them were on their way to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. They were talking to each other about all the things that had happened, and they were debating these things. Jesus himself approached them and began to accompany them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. Then he said, what are these matters you're discussing? And then they talked about the, the yeah. crucifixion and the women had gone there and nothing. Yeah. And, oh, we don't know what's happening. We're all confused. It doesn't make sense. We don't know what's happening. And so Jesus said, what things are you talking about? Um, and they said, oh, it's Jesus the Nazarene. He was a man with, he was a man with powerful deeds and words, proved to be a prophet before wow. God. And all the people, they're not, they haven't there. really, <laughs> haven't, haven't quite nailed it. Yeah. He was such a good man. Um, and then our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. Wow. Okay, he's already redeemed the whole world. Yes. But they're still, oh, we hoped he was going to win <laughs> Israel. Israel. Not only this, it's now the third day since these things have happened. <laughs> it's just, oh, clueless. Yeah. Yeah, clueless disciples. I'd hate to be so clueless as that. 
so so un, so so lacking such self awareness. <laughs> anyway, um, so they they then you know so they the women went and found they they found the tomb empty. Mm. Um, oh, da, 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 da. And so Jesus said to them, "You foolish people." Yeah. Deserving. Um, you know that Jesus is so nice that he would only say nice things. Mm. He just said, "You idiots." Yeah. You idiots. Oh, Jesus, we're not allowed to talk like that. Yeah. <laughs> you're not allowed to say things like that. You're not allowed to... You're not allowed to um, it could hurt their feelings. Yeah, you could hurt their feelings. They're, they're just trying. Yeah. They're trying their best. <laughs> Poor people. A participation award. Yeah. So just squash, swish your mind a little bit out of yeah. you know the, 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 this world mindset that, that tries to frame everybody. Get the real Jesus. You idiots. <laughs> oh, you're slow of heart to believe. Slow of heart, who to believe? That's an interesting statement. Yeah. All right. He didn't say, oh, "I understand." He didn't say, "Yeah, you know, I appreciate how difficult it is mm. to to understand." You know, dead. And he said, um, "These are people. These are people that are saying they're in, mm. but they're holding back." Yeah. They're not quick to believe what when God says something. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes I'm just being careful. Yeah. I'm just being cautious. Yeah. I'm slow to believe um, some things. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I, I am skeptical when things get put before me. Um, you know, the other day, uh, someone, you know, it was a particular podcast or website sort of thing I followed that was giving news and it showed a news clip. Um, of one of the leaders of the world. I don't want to go into it because I don't want to turn this into a political yeah. thing. But it was, and then they had um, subtitles because he was caught off mic saying things. You know, you know, you know, you know yeah. those things when you're when you're not when you're not talking to the things, yeah. but you're you're on from a distance and there's all this noise. But they found two politicians talking, and they were able to re- pick it up what they were mm-hmm. saying, and it had the subtitles what they were saying. And I'm like, oh wow, that's explosive. The things that they're saying. Yeah. You know, they, they say one thing to the camera yeah. and they're saying something totally different to yeah. it. But you know what? I'm slow to believe that because people love to manipulate those things. I, I'm not a fan of this politician. Mm, but it's easy to. Yeah, yeah, so it would be easy. To, people are easy to believe that. Yeah. That's the opposite. People are. It sounds like they would say he's, that. <laughs> he's a jerk. He's, he's terrible. He's evil. Yeah. So I quickly believe mm. this. I lean into this. Yeah. All right. No, I cautious i'm like no that's too easy yeah that's too easy you know and the and it's like how how hard is it to do one minute of research which means what's really happening here yeah. find out it's actually a video from 18 months ago and the real video actually does have the sound because when the second one they covered it over with wind and, and as yes. if they couldn't quite hear it but when they take the winner and they're talking about something totally different so <laughs> talking about the, the subtitle the internet sometimes lies so the, the, the subtitles and what they said yeah. were totally yeah. false. Okay. We, so I'm not saying be quick to believe everything. Yeah. That's gullible. Mm. Do you know what I mean? We, we've got to be cautious. We've got mm. to be. But when it comes to the things that God says, when it comes to the things yeah. that are of the, the Spirit and, and Him, you need to actually turn that around and become quick. Yes. Become quick to believe. Don't, don't, don't drag your feet when God says something. 
Yeah. Um, even if you even if you're not quite sure, say I believe that. Just make that confession. I believe yeah. that. I receive that. That's that's what I am. Now I'm going to lean into this and yeah, say, Lord, let, let my head maybe catch up or my emotions catch up. But I'm already setting my spirit. I believe this. I mm. I, I I used to you know um, let's just on that um, the book of Acts, the last chapter in book of Acts. Um, let's go to the, my hard copy so I can get the actual verse. Uh, verse 24. So Paul has gone to Rome. This is the very end of the book of yeah. Acts speaking about his journey to take the message of the gospel to out Paul, particularly to the Gentiles, mm -hmm. he's been put under arrest. He appeals to Caesar. He's sent to Rome and he calls forth um, the, um, the, the Jews there to share with them the message of salvation. And um, so he, everything, verse 23 says, they, they sent a day to meet with him. They came to him where he was staying in even greater numbers. From morning until evening, he explained things to them. This is the Apostle yeah. Paul teaching, testifying about the kingdom of God and trying to convince them about Jesus from both the law of Moses and the prophets. So he's just wow. going through the word of God saying, Jesus is the fulfillment yeah. of this. Some were convinced by what he said, but others refused to believe. It doesn't say some were convinced and some weren't. Yeah. Some were convinced, but others refused they didn't to, want believe. to believe. They didn't want to believe. They made a choice yeah. not to believe. That's so challenging for us yeah yeah because some people think faith happens because i'm overwhelmed with evidence yeah you know the evidence becomes so strong that i can't do anything but believe yeah but that's not faith <laughs> yeah well it's like okay i see i see the miracles i see what yeah. he's personally done for my life i see it in the word i hear the testimonies it must be real it's just overwhelming. It's it's become such a such a, a strong argument that I can't do anything yet except yes. Yeah. And um, I, I'm I'm all for sort of building those strong con yeah. convictions. And and um, Paul said um, uh, to Timothy, um, we're jumping around a lot of scriptures, but I won't turn to this one. But he said to Timothy, um, uh, you have. Um, you, however, continue in the things you have learned and become convinced of. Yeah. All right. So Timothy went through a process. These are things I've learned and I've, I, I've grown in, yeah. in my convictions of them. I'm all for growing in the conviction yeah. of the word of God. But there's a point where we feel that if the evidence becomes overwhelming, yeah, then I'll give to it. But Paul said, no, I have laid out enough evidence for you. I have taken you to the scripture, but you have refused. Yeah. You have refused to believe. It's been a choice that you have made, mm. not just a, um, a response to the truth. We think we are so good that we, any time truth, we'll just embrace truth because we're good. Yeah. We love truth, so we'll embrace truth. Yeah. But in reality, there's biases, there's things that would, would prevent us. There's our old, um, what does this mean to us? See, for them to embrace Jesus meant that maybe they lose status 
they go yeah. from they go from a high Jew to a low believer. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? They they all the things that their, their world has been centered around, the sacrifices and the Jewish customs, like Peter, suddenly all the things that he did that says, God, Jesus, you know, um, when he had that revelation from heaven, he said, I, I have done these things since a, since yeah. you know I was young. I've never faltered in following the law. And it's like, well, good for you, but it's not the law that gets you saved. What have I done all my life then? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or, everything, I've, everything I've wrapped my life around is not So um, there can true. be a reason why they're more hesitant to believe. Yeah. And um, what about people? People don't like to believe in Jesus because it unpacks everything around their life. Your life mm. comes un becomes, not only yeah. do you find Jesus, but it undoes your life. You can't just add Jesus in. No, it's, mm. if he's real, what does that mean? What does it mean for the, you know, the last 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years of my life? What have I been, if I've been chasing? Yeah. Well, I've got to, I've got to say, I've been chasing shadows. I've been yeah. following, I've been pursuing nothing that of, of any value. This is real. Paul actually made this statement um, in Philippians chapter 2. Um, chapter 3. Um, <laughs> We'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> he said, if anyone's got human credentials, I've got way more. Verse 5. I was circumcised on the eighth day from the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews. I lived according to the law as a Pharisee. That's like the top level. Yeah. In my zeal for God, I persecuted the church. According to the righteousness stipulated the law, I was blameless. But these assets I have come to regard as liabilities wow. because of Christ. Um. More than that, I now regard all these things as liabilities compared to the far greater value of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord, from and suffered the loss of all things. Indeed, I regard them as, and he uses the word for dung, for, wow. you know, for number twos. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> he, he said, that's, that's how I look at them now. These things I used to highly value, yeah. now they're worthless. I found I was looking after something that was actually had no value. I, I, I yeah. championed it, you know, and people have done that. People have had paintings on the wall that they've put special art things and they've paid millions of dollars for and they found it's a fake. Yeah. What's it worth? Nothing. Yeah. It's a, and, and Paul's like, you know what? All this stuff I really highly, that's a, but that's a painful lesson. That's, that's yeah. a, oh. Even um, I'm using a movie example, a fantastic movie called Flushed Away. <laughs> and in the, it's a cartoon movie about rats who live in the sewers under London. Um, but there's a scene where one of the rats, she has this jewel yeah. and that's the prize of their family. And so the toad is constantly trying to steal the jewel. And so you sort of join her story while she's once again running away, trying to protect the, her family and protect the jewel, which is all of their wealth. Yeah. And a rat from London comes and reveals to her that he's like, it's a fake. And she goes, no, it's real, fake, real. And they go back and forth until finally smashes it and it falls into the ocean. And he it, and it. he's so happy. He said, "See, I've just proved to you it's fake." And she, you know, loses it because she said that was everything to her family. And yet, in a moment, yeah. suddenly all the wealth they that family thought they had is yeah. gone. Suddenly, the future they were banking on yeah. it's gone because. And I think one of the amazing things is, you know, it's a kids' movie, but it's that concept of oh, it was more important to her to just believe it was real than the fact that it wasn't fake, yeah. that it was just a fake. Um, and you go, oh, wow, 
in that moment you think, oh, how dare he just it's smash it? Smash her dreams. Yeah, you smash her dreams. You smash their family's hopes. When you realize, no, actually, in that moment he saved her because he's saying you need to find another answer because this will never yeah. protect your family. Yeah, it's not a jewel. It's not worth. It's, yeah. it's worthless. But in that moment, like with us, if someone comes and smashes your dreams and says no, smashes yeah. everything you've built your life on. Yeah. Your first reaction is, how dare you? Uh, you're the villain here. You're the one who's just smashed it. We yeah. don't know. Actually, if it wasn't for them, you would have just kept going, spinning the wheels for nothing. I, I, there was a preacher I used to listen to a lot when I was younger called Malcolm Smith. And um, he was just great on unpacking the work of grace and, mm. and versus the works of law. And um, he would often speak in many churches, you know, um, you know, Pentecostal churches, but traditional churches. He'd be doing conferences. And he'd be in a church and he said he'd preach and then he'd have another session coming up. And the, the, the bishop or the, the priest of the church would get him aside and he said they would be furious with him. <laughs> they said, what are you, you know, and he's like, I'm, 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 I'm liberating your people, mm. you know, from works to grace. Yes. But he's, he says, how will I get them to serve? That's so... How will I get them to be able, you know, I, I, they're not going to serve in the church now. Now that they work out that... Hey, they don't have to earn their salvation. Well, they're not going to come and do the yeah. do the church thing. They're not going to offer to to you know, you know um, collect the offering or yeah. set up the chairs or you if know. they don't think they're buying their way. No, <laughs> this this is what I've used. This is yeah. this is the motivation that is the motivation of of our church. Mm. And he said, "You're unpa- you're undoing it, and it's terrible and it's awful." And um, so sometimes, what is good news is actually undoing a whole lot of other things. Um, and so they were slow to believe because the truth about Jesus is both wonderful and terrible at the same time. It's terrible to the flesh. Yeah. It's death to the flesh. It's death to your anything you're holding dear to. Um, when you make, when you understand who Jesus is, you must make changes. You can, yeah. you cannot, you cannot add him onto the, you know, um, you know, mantelpiece of your life and say, yeah, Jesus, you're pretty special, but we basically live the same. Yeah. Um, no, no. When you understand who Jesus is, everything gets undone. He, he, he's the great disruptor. Yes. <laughs> and it's an amazing thing because the thing, like you said, he disrupts that which is not true. Yeah. It disrupts that which will not hold fast. It disrupts that which will not take us into eternity. It disrupts that which is a lie yeah. and will not hold us. But we must. it must be disrupted. Now, we must be willing and quick to embrace the disruption. Yeah. We must approach Jesus, say, Jesus, show me. And when I'm different from you, okay, what, what do I need to change? Yeah, what Un- does the real look like? Yeah, what does the real show it to me? Show it to me. So let's mm. get back. To Luke, where were we? Right back there, Luke 4. And um, you foolish people, how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Mm. So, you know, we got sort of hung up on, we're not hung up, and we, 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 we sent it for a little while. You idiots, slow of heart to believe um, all that the prophets have spoken. Wasn't it necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and enter into his glory? How did Jesus know all this? Well, then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted them the things written about himself wow. in all the scriptures. He saw all his work in light of what the, the Old Testament scriptures said about him. Yeah. He was a, he was, like I said with the Passover, the Passover was him. It was yeah. seeing him. When he went to Isaiah and he saw 
the, the prophet, uh, the, the prophecies about the, the servant, yeah. the, the uh, anointed servant coming. He said, that's me. That's me. What do I learn about me? What do I understand? Isaiah 53. He's reading Isaiah mm. 53, seeing his future. Yeah. He's reading Isaiah 53 and the Holy Spirit's giving him the revelation. This is what's going to happen. Wow. This is what, what you're going to do. And so they approached the village where they were going. He acted as though he wanted to go further. They said, oh, stay with us because it's getting towards evening and day is almost gone. So he went into the uh, to stay with them. And when he had taken his place at the table with them, he took the bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them. At this point, their eyes were open. They recognized him. Then he vanished out of their sight. Um, he said, didn't our hearts burn with us while he was speaking with us on the road, while he was explaining the scriptures to us? And so they went and found the others. Um, so then he finds the disciples. Um, how far do we want to go? Let's, let's skip down to verse 44. Um, he said to them, so now he meets with all the disciples. He proves that he's a living being. He's no phantom eating, drinking in front of them. These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses and the prophets and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Wow. All right. And when he says Moses, prophets and Psalms, um, that's the three sections of the um, what we call the Old Testament or is the Hebrew scriptures, the Hebrew Bible. Um, the, the, um, the Moses is all the first portion. Mm -hmm. And then uh, the prophets and then the Psalms. That, 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 that sort of yeah. says, basically saying the whole of the Hebrew Bible. Um, then he opened their minds so they could understand the scriptures. Thus it stands written that the Christ would suffer and would rise from the dead on the third day. And repentance of sins and forgiveness of sins will be proclaimed in the name to all nations beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And look, I'm sending you what my father promised. Stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. This is Luke's transition mm -hmm. to that. He saw himself through the, the lens of what the scriptures were saying. Yeah. And he understood this is what this is what's talking about me. This is how I see things. So in the book of John, there's a transition. Jesus, the disciples are clueless, mm. but Jesus is seeing himself through what the scriptures are saying yeah. and the scriptures said will happen and what was going to happen ahead and all the things. So he, the promises of the res, you know, yeah. he sees, he comes to Psalms and we shared this last week. I'm not going to do it again here, but you can look back where he, there was a Psalm that talks about the fact that he was, the father would raise him. God would raise him from there. It says, God, you would not leave your Holy one to decay. In other words, yeah. you won't just leave him in the grave. It was a scriptural promise. Jesus held on to that promise. Yeah. that's. So he went hard. and said, you know, when I die, Caught because it says in Psalms, I know God has spoken and that word has a rhema, life yeah. of God in it. He's not going to leave me to decay. He saw his life in as a, the scriptures had prophesied them and spoken them. Yeah. And he was then able to fulfill and do them because the, 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 yeah, he saw them here. Then he speaks to the disciples and he speaks. He says, this is what I see for you. This is what yeah. this is your future. This is where you're going. This is what it's like for you. And um, we need to look at our lives through the filter of what Jesus is saying about us. Yeah, that's so powerful. So in the, the last chapters of John, it's not just a, uh, he, he dies, he's risen from the dead, he speaks to the disciples and ascended. Mm. No, it's a transition that explains what it's all about. Yeah. And what is ahead of you and what 
what what we you know what we can embrace and so these scriptures are just packed with this is our life yeah post resurrection this is us so when we read these and this is what Jesus was seeing the whole time this is what was he was in it was in his heart yeah. this is why when he John said when he did a miracle he was not just saying I am doing a miracle to help you now he would say I'm showing you who I am and my yeah. And, and what, what's, what, you know, what my purpose is, the bigger plan. And so in John chapter 14, he's, one of the key things, um, um, yeah, I, I love, you know, just even here, um, Lord Judas, that's not Judas Iscariot, said, what has happened that you're going to reveal yourself to us and not to the world? It's a, we still don't get it. Yeah. What are you talking about? Um, Jesus must love those comments. <laughs> um, he said, I, I've spoken these things while I'm staying with you. Mm. Um, actually, just give me a moment. I'd like to see what that Greek word is. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. I, I was talking to Brooke beforehand. Um, there's a word that, that Jesus used. Um, a Greek word that John uses about the teaching of Jesus mm. and called meno, to remain, to abide. Jesus said, um, I've spoken of these things while I meno with you, while I was abiding and with mm. you. But the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and cause you to remember everything I said to you. He said, wow. this is really important. He says, well, I'm going. But there's an, and we call this word advocate is coming, the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um, he's coming and I will send him in my name, but he will teach you. He will speak to you. He get, the Holy Spirit's coming to us. And this is what he sees. He says, this is, you're not going to be left just to try and work this out. Mm. You're not going to be trying to just sort of figure things out. Um, this is not about, okay, I'll... I'll um, I, I, when I was in Sunday school, one of the things that was sort of taught to me was that the reason the Gospels were written was to give us an example. So we would read yeah. what Jesus did, and then we'd look at what he did there, and then we would try and, try and emulate that yeah. in our life. It was, it was like the example of the perfect man. Mm. Now try and be it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's an aspirational... Yeah. This, this tells you what you can aim at. Yeah. All right? Here's a man that never sinned. He was good. So you you now have a an, a pattern that you can work your life. Now, you're obviously not Jesus. You're not going to be Jesus, but you can be yeah. trying to be, be, be as much like him as you can. Yeah. So, you know, that was that was the aspirational, just go for it. Um, sadly, I discovered that when I tried to be good, my flesh just <laughs> sabotaged me big time. And I, um, I discovered I was more like Paul um, in when he says in um, Romans, yeah, let's just do it. Romans seven. Let's just pick some. Um, and I'll, I'll put in an, an easy to read translation. You living. Um, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. If I know what I am doing is wrong, this shows that I agree that the law is good. 
So I'm not the one doing wrong. It's sin living in me that does it. And I know that nothing good lives in me that is in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. <laughs> so to give it an aspirational, this is the perfect yeah. man. Go, go and be like it. It's like, yes, I studied Jesus. And then I just find I'm a real, I'm horrible. Yeah. I'm way, I'm, th this is making me feel worse. This is actually now, now um, it's making it clearer what a perfect person is like. Yeah, and, and it's how making, different it is. It's making it more obvious. Yeah. How. So the, the concept that the book of you know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John were designed to give us this picture of the perfect man mm. so that we could aim to be like him is just not, what, it's not yeah. right. It's not the purpose of them. Yeah. Jesus was demonstrating who he was and he was the son of God and he was demonstrating what it looks like to come and then live a life sold out to God, but live a life full of the Holy Spirit, yes. anointed and empowered by the Holy Spirit. And he says, when I go, I'm going to send this same Holy Spirit who's come on me. All right, let's look at Luke chapter um, 4. Um, oh, that would be in chapter three. Um, searching, searching, searching. This looks great from. Back to the original. Come on, where is it? Chapter 3, I skipped over it, I went too fast. There's oh, two little verses snuck in there. One day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. As he was praying, the heavens opened, and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove, and a voice from heaven said, You are my dearly loved son, you bring me great joy. The Holy Spirit came on yeah. him. I like it was pointed out to me um, this this week that um, let's see if I can get that the, the, the word for opened. Um, let's just um, oh, that's too much there. Yeah but it's sort of like torn open. Wow. To the opens the heavens break open. Breaking yeah. breaking open. Out there like a, a tearing and um, yeah, so heavens, out, down, bodily form, Holy Spirit on yeah. Jesus. Voice, affirmation, spit, you know, right? I haven't got time to go into that one, but that's powerful. Mm. Three times in the book of Matthew, spoke about this. You're my dear son, you bring me joy, you bring me pleasure, you, you're favored. Yeah. Um, but the Holy Spirit came on Jesus. This is what the story is about. Yeah. This is the bigger picture. This is Jesus going to the cross, but learning how and why he did it. Because he, he said in um, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything. And he will cause you to remember everything I've said to you. Yeah. This is the bigger picture of what Jesus is doing. He said, when I go... The transition is the Holy Spirit will come. It's really important because after I, I raise, see, you know, um, 
they were still a little bit clueless. Even after Jesus rose mm. from the dead, you've got this revelation, everything like mm. that. Um, let me just check. Um, Luke, Luke is divided into two parts. Um, so, after all this, you know, Luke, we've been following Luke, you know, that they, they have the revelation, he opens their eyes to the scriptures, they say, this is what it's all mm. about, this is my calling. And, um, and then Luke says, now let me, let me share the second half of this story, which is where the, the gospel now goes and breaks out from the purpose of Acts is to show that the, the gospel breaks and that this new church that God has, yeah. has established goes from being Jewish-centric to Gentile. It's for the whole world. Yeah. So it's the transition from Jew Jerusalem-centered out to it's a world mm. gospel going out. And um, so Jesus... So Paul, um, Luke said, until the day he was taken up to heaven, that's my first book, and after he'd given orders by the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. Um, and then he presented himself alive, many proofs. And while he was with them, he said, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait here for what my father promised, which you heard from the beginning. Don't, whatever you do, don't move. Because <laughs> yeah. this is the key for what I'm doing. This is yeah. my purpose. John baptized with water. But you're going to be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. This is, yeah. he's like, this is it. This is what the whole, this is where, where we're heading. So they gathered together. They began us. Lord, is this a time when you're going to restore the kingdom to Israel? <laughs> I can just imagine what Jesus was feeling every time they would ask that same question. <laughs> so Holy Spirit, blah, 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 yeah. blah, 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 blah. Kingdom, blah, blah. kingdom, is this it? Is this the moment? Ah, this is the, the now we get it. Yeah. And he's like, you don't get it. You don't get it. Yeah. You don't get it. This is this is. Um. So I want you to read the book, the Gospels, through the lens of Jesus taking us to this transition yes. and to this moment. Do you know what I mean? And he, what it was for. Mm. What it was for. He's, it's always been part of the plan. It wasn't like, okay, we do the, get the, get the salvation happening. And then mm. Father says, whoa, we did it. Now what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, whoa, it's all, you know, the gospels is all about Jesus life on the earth, going to the cross and then yeah. the resurrection. Yes, that is. But in that, in that is this big picture of what Jesus is building us towards. Yeah. What his plan is. What his his ideas are. What is this is what I'm. This is why I came. I and, and I, I want to show you. And he's like, this is not this New Testament stuff. I can show you from the Old Testament. Yeah. I, I can I can show it to you from I can you know I I can um, reveal it to you. Um, I'm just trying to think in John chapter three. See if I can. It's funny, again, if you don't know me, I love movies, so I always think in terms of movies. And there's um, an amazing movie called La La Land. And the premise of La La Land is that the director was a visionary and he had this idea of taking the old school Hollywood uh, musicals and movies that people grew up on yep. and doing a modern day telling. But it was sort of a, a breaking the mold by doing something where it was really these two genres almost merging a modern film and the old beloved musicals and he created it it was amazing hugely successful um, but one of the things I remember seeing an interview with was um, with the main actress 
and she said that when she was first given the script, she loved it because it was a whoa. I've never I've never seen anything like this before. But she said the end of the film. Spoiler alert! If you haven't seen it, mute it for three seconds. Um, the couple don't get together and they break up, and so that's the end of the film. And she said, "Christine, my wife, Christine." <laughs> still not over it. Yes. Yeah, I had, I, I, I had to talk her through the disappointment when she came home from having watched that movie. She goes, they didn't get together. It was like... She just Why went, would you make the movie? Yeah, it was like, what, what have they done? But the actress said that when she read the script, she said all she wanted was saying, I love it, but can we just adjust this ending? Yeah. She said why would you do it and not have them get together? And then hearing interviews with the director, it was kind of in a way, it's, it reminds me of this where it's like he had such a bigger picture in terms of the story he was telling. And he wasn't just telling a story about these two characters. He was telling a story about Hollywood. He was telling a story about the film industry. He was telling a story about the history of jazz. He had such a bigger understanding of what this story yeah. was, far beyond these two made-up characters and their journey. And he said that a lot of people who say to him, oh, you should have just had them get together at the end. He often says, you do not understand this movie <laughs> because it's not, a, it's not just about these two characters. It's actually understanding this world that they're living in. And it's, the story is the world meant they could never get together. It's not about these two characters. Yeah. And I kind of feel like in a similar way, it's a Jesus is a, this is so such a big picture. It's groundbreaking. The disciples go, yes, that's amazing. But can it actually just be that you yeah. do restore Jerusalem? Because that's kind of, that would fit where our mindset is. Yeah. That's actually what we're hoping you'll do. And whereas, you know, Jesus is like, no, this is actually transforming the way you see life. This is transforming yeah. your future. And so I can't just adjust it to, okay, forget about the Holy Spirit. I'll just restore Jerusalem. The Holy Spirit's what it's all about. Yeah, it's like, this is, this is. And can I, um, um, can I say that the, let me just, let me get my thinking right here. Um, remember she said you're slow to believe. Mm. We say, yeah, I, we can, I can, I can easily get, myself into the head and mind of the disciples who yes. are clueless. I make fun of them, but I understand. Yeah, you can relate. I can relate to them. Mm. Jesus didn't cut them some slack because mm. of that. He didn't say, yeah, I understand. This is pretty big. This is big picture. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, I understand. This is, it's the frustration of what yeah. you don't understand. It's because it's been there all along. Yeah. And for those who are hungry, it is there. Yeah. Um, in John chapter three, um, we have someone. When I read from the start, now a certain man, a Pharisee. This is a very famous passage that um, Nicodemus. We get a couple of really famous teachings from this. Member was a member of the Jewish ruling council. Came to Jesus at night. Big, bold, brave. <laughs> I th <laughs> I don't want to be seen. Comes in with a big mustache, sunglasses. Yeah. Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the miraculous signs that you do unless God is with him. Hey, he must be good. Yeah, but he's at night. Just, yeah. just what's happening here? Jesus, well, I tell you the solemn truth. Um, unless, oh, let, let me put this back into my new American, um, because this will be using the, um, the, 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 this will be using the terminology that has been in the church for four to five hundred years. Quite. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, yeah. he cannot see the kingdom of God. We know that. Born again. You must, yes. be, bo you must be born again. 
Um, and Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he's old? He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? Jesus said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water, talking, water talks about you know, this natural world mm-hmm. and the spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That's born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear the sound of it, but you do not know where it's coming from, where it's going. So is everyone who's born of the Spirit. Um, Nicodemus answered and said, how can these things be? Mm. And Jesus answered and said, you're a teacher of Israel and you don't understand these things? Yes, you'd been misreading it the entire he said, time. He said, it's, it's all there. Yeah. It's all there. I'm not, share, I'm not sharing things that you shouldn't know. Yeah. I'm not coming to you with truth that is like just totally out of it. He says, it's all in there. If you are, if you really are hungry and if you're really open to the spirit, you would see these things. Yes. These things are in there. So he, he sort of comes to this, this Pharisee yeah. who's like, I'm hungry. And Jesus says, yeah, you, you don't understand. She's like, you're being a teacher and you don't understand these things. Yeah. There, there's a, Jesus like, it's all there. Yeah. This is not, I'm not coming with brand new concepts, but let me just explain um, why there's confusion here and why I had to switch translations. Um, and it's to do with these um, born again, this word again. So we're going to go... Um, New, Eng- New English translation says, I will tell you solemn truth unless a person is born from above. Mm. Okay, this is a classic verse. We don't mess... What yeah. are you doing messing around with my verse, you know? Um, born again, born again, <laughs> born again, born again... Mm. Born again, born again, born again. Okay, um, born message Bible, born from above. Yeah, what's the message Bible? Yeah. It messes with scripture all the time anyway. Passion, um, uh, listen, there's born, per, conceive, they must experience, they must first experience a rebirth. That's probably the worst translation. Um, just put it there. Um, <laughs> telling you the truth, no one can see the king born again. Okay, why, why am I highlighting this born again stuff? Okay, I was. So we're going to look at the word that is for the word again. All right. Anothen. Okay. Anno. Anno is... Okay. Well, maybe maybe I will... Draw it. Looks like another. It was anothen. All right, and split it into the two parts. All right, anno, which means above in a higher place. So this part is above, higher, and then, I think we know what then means, but no, this is the Greek word then. Sorry, I have to, somehow I've lost connection to it so I'm just good. And no thin. Um above and the suffix then denoting from. Hmm. Okay, so this word means from. Oh. So above from. The word Fantastic. means above from. <laughs> so how do we get Again, yeah. from above, from doesn't seem like to be right. Trailer. This this works really well in music. Brooks a you know, singer. She's a, understands music, and um, if 
um, you're 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 playing something, doing something. Whoa, 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 whoa! Let's do this. Can we can we can we boost this sound? Let's let's take it from the top. Yeah. <laughs> let's take it from the top, which means let's repeat it. Yeah. Now top often means let's go to the top of music. Yeah. But it's it's means let's. Go from the start. Yeah. Let's go from the start. Let's go from the the top. Let's mm. go from above and do the. Yeah. So to go from above is to and and to repeat. Yeah. Right. From above is to can mean repeat. Yeah. So it, it has a it has a, a a meaning. If I say let's go from the top. It's the, the, start the, again. Let's start again. It's, yeah. it's a repeat, but it's it's primary meaning mean is from above. Let's take it this from above. And yeah. So Jesus said, you must be born from above. Yes. And he said, how can I go again? Yeah. How can I be born a second time? Yeah. How can I re restart? Yeah. You asked me to, to go back to the start again. I'm like, hey, you must be born, you know, from, you must redo, yeah. you must restart your life. Well, how can I restart? No, no, no. I'm not talking about restart, go back again. Yeah. I'm not talking about a time thing. I'm talking about where it's coming from. There's a life that comes from above. Yeah. And a life that has come. You, you've got to be, you're being born from this life. You've got to have a life that is an above, above. life. You've got it's to have, powerful. you have this life and you're above life. Mm. You've got, you've only got one life. You've got the, this life. You've got to have the above life. Yeah. And he said, oh, I've got to redo this life. You know, I gotta redo yeah. a, I gotta do a second one of these ones. No, 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 not a second one of these ones. A an above life. Yeah. You, the kingdom of God is not about you have this life, and then you have the above life. Mm. If you don't have the above life, you're not truly born again. Yeah. You're not born again. I'm using that term born again. Yeah. You're not truly uh, made alive. Yeah. So, um, I tell you the solemn truth. Unless a person is born from above, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Wow, now, what? So now I want you to I want you to read this um, through his. We'll go back to the New English translation because that does puts it as it should. And then Nicodemus said to him, "How can a man be born when he is old? He cannot enter his mother's womb and be born a second time. A second time. See, that's." Um, that's not what Jesus was referring to. He was born from above, yeah. but he's saying, okay, let's do this again. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's take it from the top. How can I play this set of music a second time? No, I'm not talking about repeat. Yeah. I'm talking about where it's come from. And cause even that it's, oh, he's sort of thinking linear in terms of it's only the natural life that he's looking at. Yeah. So it's saying, okay, if there's going to be a new life, it means naturally my body has to go back to the start. Everything is natural, natural, natural. I think that's the key. Yeah. He is just locked into this world. Yeah. Jesus is saying, no, I'm talking about you have the natural life, then you have a life where you're born from above. We have a yeah. spirit life. And he's like, oh, how does, <laughs> so I've got to do this, got to do a second one of these natural lives? I've got to do it. That, yeah. All he is seeing is this natural life. Jesus is saying, um, if I can, yeah. um, I use La La Land only because for me, genuinely, I understand scripture by putting it into a natural thing and sort of helps me understand a concept. Yeah. Um, so La La Land is one of the classic films where they say the main character is not a person, it's Hollywood. Yeah. And so it's one of the classic movies where the main character is a location. And so suddenly when you're breaking down the script, you break it down similar to other films, but you must do it through the lens of Hollywood, not Sebastian, not yeah. Mia. 
And I know the director said when he was pitching the movie, he said he had lots of producers saying, yes, I'll finance it, but you need to change the ending, you need to do these things. And he, and I know he said he was so frustrated. He said, like he said, you've read through the whole script through the wrong filter because it's a, the only scripts they could see is, oh, it's the main characters, it's their journey. Yeah. Whereas it's like, actually, no, the main character is the city of Los Angeles. And so yeah. everything about, it's actually the relationship of Los Angeles to these people, not the relationship of these characters together. Um, and I feel like in a similar way, it's a, a if we're suddenly looking at it, okay, if we're going to have to do this love story again, these characters have to go back to the start and find yeah. a way together. It's a, no, it's, it's about just, Los Angeles. It's, it's this, it's, this it's, character is where we're focusing. Yeah, this has nothing to do with that. Yeah, so every time the director's talking, he's talking about the character of, of Los Angeles. He said every time the producers were talking, it was through the lens of the characters, Mia and Sebastian. Yeah. And I know it's, it's sort of a silly example, but I think it, it for me... I see that Jesus saying, "Hey, we need to be born from above. We need to be have this new life." And he goes, "Okay, well, in order for that to happen, my natural body needs to go back to the start because the only the only character I can see here is my natural body." And Jesus said, "No, the the character I'm speaking to is your spirit man. The character I'm looking at is the the spirit within you. That's the one I'm actually speaking about here." Yeah. Exactly. And and I think this is this is this is the frustration probably Jesus has, yeah. not with Nicodemus, because Nicodemus he said to Nicodemus, "You should know these things. Mm. This is this is not actually new truth. Yeah. But you are constantly putting it into the lens of just this life. Yes. How I do this life, and that's why if I when I looked at this, I look at Jesus. Okay, he's the perfect guy. Okay, I must try and make it yeah. happen. Go ahead. <laughs> You're doing it all from from this level. Yeah. It's not meant to be from this level. It's meant to be from you're born again yeah. from the spirit. Um. And so, you know, let's just read through here. How can a man be born when he's old? He can only enter the mother's womb and be born a second time. Can he? Jesus, tell you the solemn truth. Unless a person is born of water and spirit, mm. he cannot enter the kingdom of God. What is born of the flesh is flesh. Born of the spirit is spirit. Yeah. <laughs> <Duh>! <laughs> Do not be amazed what I said to you. You must all be born from above. Yeah. The wind blows. It talks about the spirit. So is everyone who's born of the spirit. In other words, we... When the wind blows, it's not connected to this earth. That's what he's saying. Mm. It, you know, oh, I probably should just read that verse rather than just sort of... Yeah. You do not know where the... When the wind blows wherever it will, and you hear the sound it makes, but you do not know where it comes from and where it is going, so it's with everyone who's born of the Spirit. Now, people say, oh, I can't hear it. Not that. He's not talking actual physical yeah. example. He's, saying, he's just saying, as an example, when the wind blows, it looks like it's totally disconnected from the earth. Mm. You know, you've got this earth, and then you've got the wind. Yeah. You've got the earth... And the wind, and they're not connected. And you don't. The wind comes, and where'd that come from? It doesn't. Yeah. It's, it's not. It's not connected. You know, if I see if I see a tree or a mountain, it doesn't. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but the wind's only. Where'd that come from? Yeah, it just. It's just. True. It seems to be independent. It's two. He says, "There's this world, but there's the spirit realm, yeah. the Holy Spirit. He, and it's not one and the same. You are trying to make everything just this world. Yeah. And it's not. Um, and how can these things be? You're a teacher of Israel, and yet you do not understand these things. I want to just give you um, a couple of verses. First of all, um, you know, just so you get in your head. Oh, okay, this is actually... This. Be quick to believe, but you know, I'll give you some proof. Um, Mark 15.38 And the temple curtain was torn in two from top to bottom. 
Sweet. From top wow. to bottom, guess what? It's fine. Top to bottom is Anothan. That's so powerful. From top to bottom, yeah. it's Anothan. It was not split a second time. <laughs> How oh, did they remake the <laughs> Yeah, so they split, they've, they've torn the temple, they've torn the curtain again? <laughs> no, 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 no. It's from top, yeah. from down. So, okay, so this, that's a, that, that's, there's, there's a use of that word which, ah, oh, is clear. Yeah. Now, can I just say, Anothan does mean again. All right. Um, you know, when we, when I, you know, in music, like yeah, I said, if you say, hey, let's take this from the top means let's repeat yeah. this. And there's a sense in life, if I take things from the top, I'm repeating something, I'm doing it again. So you will find examples of a Nothan mm. which uh, are yeah. and should be translated yes. again because they would not make sense to be translated from the top and, and or I from think, above. And I think it's a, you know, Jesus is the most compassionate, you know, man when he was on this earth and he was moved by compassion. So I don't think it's a, he is frustrated at Nicodemus because Nicodemus has taken the wrong understanding of the word. It's that his understanding was because of the filter of the natural realm. It's not as though Jesus is going, oh, you're a learned man. You should know that there's another definition of this word. Yeah. It's a, okay, again, using La La Land, the frustration the director said he felt with the studios who first approached him about making it it wasn't a, oh, you don't understand, there's actually this new technique where it's about a character, it's actually about a location. He said the frustration was, you should be able to see this, that you should have seen this all yeah. the way. And I think with Nicodemus, it's not a, oh, Nicodemus, you fool, there's another definition of the word. Yeah. It's a, no, Nicodemus, you're, you're not looking at the filter of natural, natural, natural. Yeah, the reason he didn't get it was because he's just interpreting. Things must, are, are on this natural, this is how things yeah. work. So when you say, use that word, I straight, I mean, straight away, I'm not thinking, of course, I get it, I get it, I see yes. what you mean. Yes, from above. He goes, you mean again? We're going to do it again? <laughs> I can go to my mother's womb again? Yeah. I'm an old man. How does that work? That's stupid. Yes. It's like, no, 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 no. You, it's because he's leaning to everything in the flesh. Yeah. He doesn't get it. Mm. Um, in John 3.31, it says, The one who comes from above. above. Guess what word it is? Anothan. Yeah. The one who comes from. Jesus said, this is where I've come from. Mm. I've come from Anothan. I've yes. come from above. This. So this is the, um, the one who... And the one who is from the earth belongs to the earth and speaks about earthly things. The one who comes from heaven, yeah. superior to all. And so he's saying, this is where I'm bringing my... Now, the reason um, this is so important is that this is the, the plan that God has. And it, mm. it's the... He sees it as getting, born, getting you born from above. Yeah. Okay, you must be born from above. Yeah. This is the, He said, that's why I'm coming. I'm going to die. I'm going to be raised from the dead so that I've conquered the power of death and sin. Yeah. And then the Holy Spirit will come and you're going to be born from above. Yeah. You're now going to have the, the, the spirit realm, the, the heaven realm, the, 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 yeah. the, 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 the heavenly zone is, you know, God's place. You know, however you want to phrase yeah. it, you know what I mean? This is God's yeah. zone, God's space, God's abilities, God's anointing. The Holy Spirit comes. The Holy Spirit is the one who's going to take residence in you. He's going to bring to this to you. Yeah. Um, we might. We, we, so we'll just go to Second Corinthians. I won't promise to finish, but we. I'll try and sort of wind it up a little bit. Second um, Corinthians chapter two. Um, 
Again, I know where it is in my Bible. It is chapter one. End of chapter one. Almost chapter two, <laughs> so it tricked me. Um, it is God who establishes us together with you in Christ, who anointed us. Um, powerful concept here. Who also sealed us and gave us the spirit in our hearts as a down payment. Oops, I'll kick back a chapter. Um, so Paul says, this is what's happened. Um, and who... I don't want to go big, big study discussion right now into this, but we need to pack it up to, in order to understand what God is, is doing for us. Mm. Um, in this word, um, it is God who establishes together with you in Christ. All right. Uh, the word Christ, Jesus Christ, Christ is not the surname of Jesus. Many people are, <laughs> many people might be surprised by yeah. that. Do you know what I mean? So we're like, ha, 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 ha. really? <laughs> you know, everyone, ha, 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 really? Um, you know, it was not Joseph Christ and Mary Christ yeah. and Jesus Christ. It was like, because, you know. Yeah, it's of Nazareth. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, that's not how their surnames work. That's not how yeah. Christ was a, um, a, a title. Mm. And it comes from, well, let's have a, have a look here. We can, um, let's grab the word up. Okay. It's, the word Christ comes from the Greek word Christos. So it's not, a, it's a transliteration, which just means that we have, we haven't actually made, we haven't got an English word for it. Mm, we've just used. We've used the Greek word and mm. pulled it in here. Now, the problem with doing that, and we, when we see that with things um, where we, like angels and, and other words, mm. where we just take a word and push it in English, we often only bring one sense to it, but we don't understand yeah. that that word in the original language was more of a descriptive word that was not a title or a technical term. Yeah. All right. So... Um, the word Christ, Christos, is from the word Creo, and the word Creo means to dab or daub, to smear, to anoint with oil or ointment, to rub oneself with oil. It, it's the, it's just, just putting oil on something. All right, so it, it's the sense of, you know, there's, um, it, it's not just a, a, a spiritual thing. It's not like a, it's not like a priest. Yeah. You know, kings were anointed, priests were anointed. But they also said, take up your shield. And the Greek version of the Old Testament said, take up the shield and anoint it with oil. With oil. Yeah. And that was just meant rub oil on it. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's so many references to just using oil mm. as a, to creo. Yeah. Uh, and it to, just means to, to rub, to rub, to pour, to smear, to put oil on something. So to put oil on something was to creo it. Mm. But then there was a special use where oil would be put on, not just for the, the benefits of the oil, like mm. you know, oil on a shield or oil on in a situation, yeah. but the oil represented something more, yeah. and it represented the Holy Spirit. Um, I, I love scripture in um, oh, where it says when when David um, was anointed with oil. Let's see if I can find it quickly. Um, it, as a king, you know, when when Samuel anointed him. Um, Oh. 
First Samuel 16, 13. I'm grateful because this is a good scripture. First Samuel 16, 13 talks about the time when um, the prophet came and anointed David with oil. Now, he was a shepherd's boy. He was not king, mm. but he was being given the assignment. Yeah. And the and the, from that moment on, he was like, I am designated to be king. Yeah. Now, later on, and um, when the, the people from Judah came, you can find that it says the, the, the leaders from Judah came and they anointed David as king over Judah. Okay. So there was a ceremony to say, we're actually officially recognizing you as king. Yeah. And then when the other 10 tribes joined in, so David would be king over all Israel, mm -hmm. it said they the 10 other leaders from the other tribes came and they anointed David yeah. as leader of Israel. So he had three anointing ceremonies, yeah. you know, sort of each representing uh, you know, the, the acceptance. But this one was, there was no people, but, you know, God was saying, yeah. I'll put this on you. But look what it says. So Samuel took the horn full of olive oil, anointed him. In the presence of his brothers, the Spirit of the Lord rushed upon David from that day onward. Wow. From that day, the Holy Spirit, the, so the, the, the anointing oil. Now, in Hebrew, in Hebrew, the, um, the word for anointing, um, is, it's exactly the same concept that we have in, um, in, the, um, in the Greek. There's a Hebrew word which means to smear. Right. Look, a verb meaning yeah. to smear, to, to anoint. anoint. It meant, you know, so you know, just put pouring oil yeah. on, and it's the word masa. Now, can you? So, Creole, Greek to smear, Hebrew masa to smear. Yes. But someone who was smeared, but not just in you know in a general sense, with that special understanding as a representative of God, the oil now represents the Holy Spirit and God's anointing, you know, I call yeah. it, you know, we say God's authority and power coming on you. And like with David, that came and the Holy Spirit yeah. from that day rushed in on him and filled him. So the one, there's one coming who is going to have that anointing that goes above everyone else, a smearing and a pouring yeah. that goes above everyone else. And we're all looking for that one. David was, was, had that on him, yeah. had, it was Massa, um, you know, or every king and priest, Massa. Yeah. But there's one coming who is like the one with the oil. Yeah. The Massa. Can you think of a word that we would use to say he's coming? Messiah. Yeah, that's amazing. The word Messiah is actually the one who's been smeared. Wow, and, I never knew that. All right, so the Hebrew term is mm. the Messiah. Yeah. The one who has the anointing, yeah. has, uh, has the oil been smeared or poured on him from above, from heaven, yeah. from God. Um, the, the Greek way of saying that is the Christ, <laughs> the one who is the one who's had the oil smeared yeah. anoint, and it is the, the particular one. So not just, yeah. not just anyone, anyone, you know, you know, women, women would go and they would dab some oil on yeah. and they, we, they, there's there's um instruction when you're going to a funeral don't don't anoint mm. oil don't put don't smear oil on yourself don't don't it's just and it's not it's not talking about spiritual things yeah. it's not like well before i go the husband amen <laughs> no it's just like i'm i'm putting some some fragranced oil on yeah. i'm just dabbing it on i'm just smearing it on i'm just pouring it on it's just it's, it's just a general yeah. common word but when the, when the one. when the prophet did it and when there was one that god said that one the anoint that the pouring the oil the, the representation heaven is going to be represented the oil represented the the the, the fruit and the life of heaven mm. coming on him um there was instructions i think in the book of deuteronomy um definitely 
early part that Moses gave on how to prepare the oil that was going to be used for yeah. the anointing ceremony. And so they put spices in it. They put um, fragrances in it. So there was a, it was, yeah. a, it was not just a yeah. pick it up, you know, it's, it would be olive oil um, with spices and fragrances yeah. put in. So it would, it would be rich with the life and, and, and wow. the, it's, you know, there's a sense of the Eden, the, 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 mm. the heavenly garden of God yeah. is now his, the heaven. You are now heaven's representative yeah. on the earth. You represent uh, heaven. The, the spirit comes on you to represent the spiritual realm. You're born from here on earth, but this one, you are God's representative. So the Hebrew way of talking about that person is the Messiah, the one who's yes. got the oil. The, the Greek way of saying it is the Christ, the one that has the, the, the anointing. Yeah, the anointed one. The anointed mm. one. So you are the, the Christ. Yeah. So that's why by calling Jesus the Christ, we are saying so much. Yeah. You know what I mean? That is a powerful statement. Um, again, this week I was really challenged. Um, in the book of John, when he's writing, First John, his letters at John, and um, Second John, and th you know, he, he talks about the Antichrist. Mm. You know, there is the Antichrist in the book of Revelation, but there is the spirit of Antichrist and many Antichrists. Mm. Um, those that are against, and I said against Jesus, they are against Jesus, they're anti-Christ, they're against Jesus. And I, I didn't realize, I'd just done a little mental switch, because I'm, I'm saying they're against Jesus. They're an, but they're not called anti-Jesus. Yeah. They're called anti-Christs. They're against the Christ, yeah, not just Jesus, but, but the anointed, the anointed, his calling, his purpose, his yeah. mission, his, his very, what it means. They're against all that. That's so powerful. Not just, you know, and there are people that are against. People say, yeah, you're happy to have Jesus, but you're not to bring this Christ concept in. <laughs> That's so true. Because a Christ, because look at what happens. It transitions from Jesus being the Christ, yes. and he is. Um, now we're back to 2 Corinthians. I'm not sure where we're even at in terms of my Bible. So please, here we go. It is God who establishes us together with you in Christ and who anointed us. Wow. Um, so let's just have a look at this in, in together with you in Christ, Christos, who anointed us, who creoled us. Okay, but sometimes by putting the word anointing, we lose the connection. He yeah. said, you're in the Christ who creoled you. Wow. In the anointed one. Yeah, so we, 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 the anointed one anointed you. The Christ cre wow. Christed you. Christ now, people are, oh, he's made me the Christ. You are not the Christ. Yeah. All right? Yeah. Um, it refers to Jesus as in John chapter 3. We didn't get, get verse 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Mm. Now, begotten son sounds like uh, someone who's born, but actually it means unique. The word mm. begotten means yeah. the, the only one and only unique son. He yeah. gave his unique son to... We're all sons of God, yeah, but, but Jesus is the unique son. Yeah. We all have the anointing and the Christ anointing wow. on us, but he's the Christ. Yeah. But he said, I'm from above. We must have the spirit from above. You must hang around here because the spirit's going to come on you. You're going to become the anointed one in your, in your realm. That is amazing. You're the one who's going to become the anointed. Like David, it says when David was anointed, the spirit rushed on him. Yeah. And he said, that's Old Testament. 
Holy Spirit's going to come on you. He's going to work in you. He's going to change you. John 14, 15, mm. 16. I'm telling you all about him. It's amazing yes. what he's going to do because you're going to get this above connection now. Yeah. The above. You're going to be connected into God. Um, let's just take one more scripture. Um, 1 John chapter 2. It's amazing. I remember chapters, but not... Well, sometimes I don't remember the chapter. <laughs> but I remember whereabouts, but I, I can't tell you verses. Um, I, I don't care, because I'm not... You don't need to know the verses to get to heaven. Yeah. You just need to know what it says, and that's the more important part. Um, verse 7, we'll go to verse 17. Uh, verse 18, there it is. Children, it is the last hour, and just as you heard that the Antichrist, the anti-anointed one, the anti-Messiah, mm. is coming, so now many anti-Messiahs, anti-Christs have appeared. They're against, they're against this anointing, this setting apart, this, this whole concept of Jesus. We know this, this is from, it's the last hour. And some people who didn't receive Jesus as the Christ, they didn't receive, they, they went out. They didn't belong to us. Yeah. All right, verse 20. Nevertheless, you have an anointing from the Holy One. Wow. And guess what? You have a creo. You have a creo from the Holy yeah. One. And you all know. I'm not written to you that you do not know the truth, but that you do know it and that no lies are the truth. How do you know it? How, do you, how, how are you aware? Because the, the spirit of truth. Yeah. The anointed one, he's come into you. Um, who is the liar but the person who denies that Jesus is the Christ? Wow. If they deny that Jesus is the, the Christ, Christ that's, that's the pr pr yeah. problem. And I think that's one of the... In this world, people w might accept Jesus. Yeah, they say he was a good man. But do they accept him as the Christ? Yeah. People say he's the prophet. Mm. People say, you know, like there's some religion say, hey, Jesus is the prophet. Jesus was, yeah. but is he the Christ? Not yeah. a Christ, not one of a number of Christs, but he is the Christ. That is actually, some religions will, um, you know, the Baha'is say, oh, there's actually been a number of these, yeah. you know, and no. He's one of them. He's yeah. one. No, he's not. He's yeah, the, the Christ. If you deny that, you're lying. Yeah. This one who denies that is the Antichrist, the person who denies the Father and the Son. If you get that wrong, God says you got me wrong. Yeah. You can't get that wrong, wrong. And still have a connection with me. Yeah. It's it, it's a two for one deal. One everyone who denies the son does not have the father either. Mm. And what sort of what sort of deny? If you do not receive this whole concept of the his anointing and his calling and who he is, yeah. then you're out. The person who confesses the son has the father also. And as for you, what you have heard from the beginning must remain in you. Mm -hmm. If what you heard from the beginning remains in you, you will also remain in the son and the father. No time to unpack that today. Now, this is the promise that he himself has made to us. Eternal life. Mm. It's the only time I think John uses this word for promise. It's amazing. He uses it twice in the same verse. It literally means, this is the promise that he promised. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I wish we'd do just sometimes do things like that. Yeah. This is the promise he promised. Yeah. Eternal life. This is what it was all about, he said. Yeah. This is what it's all about. Life that is the eternal life. That, what are we talking about? The spirit life, the, yes. the, the heavenly life. This is what he said. This is what he promised to you. And these things I've written to you about those who are trying to deceive you. 
Now, as for you, the anointing, the creole that is on you, you have received now abides in you. And you, got, you don't need anyone to teach you. Um, does that mean, oh, I shouldn't have been listening to this. I didn't even need this. <laughs> oh, for all this time, I didn't even need this. Yeah. Now, what it says is, um, what God, when, when the Creo and the Holy Spirit comes in you, there's a, an internal uh, God, um, speaking from inside. Yes. It's, not, not, it's not just an external thing where I'm trying to work everything from the outside. But inside, I'm just flesh. Mm. Inside, I'm just inside. I'm just the natural man. Inside, yeah. I'm born of the water. That's all I am. No, when I'm born of the Spirit, suddenly I have a connection yeah. to the things of heaven, and I can get it. Yeah. That's why Paul. Um, sorry, when John said there was a group amongst us, but they didn't. They, they said Jesus is not really the anointed one. They didn't say he's not the Christ. He's just. He's not. It's just a phantom. He was not even really yeah. here on earth. He said that's why they could leave because they didn't have that yeah. the Spirit in them. They didn't have it. Yeah. If you have it, you'll, you you can know it. If they if they were able to walk away, they didn't really have it. Yeah. Because once you see it, you can't. Oh, like this is the, who God and, is. Uh, I think because it is such a, a true concept in today's society that people are happy to accept Jesus as a great person, someone the whole. What would Jesus do? Use him as an example. Um, but again, it, everything it's always natural, natural, natural. What would Jesus do in this natural circumstance? Yeah. What would Jesus do when talking to someone on the street? And that concept of they look at Jesus as a person, but it's a no. You have to look at him as the Christ, the Anointed One. And I remember reading in a book years and years ago, this girl was sharing her faith with someone, and they were sort of saying like, "Oh, what if you're wrong? What if you're wrong?" And she had this amazing question, where she said, "Let me just." ask you this and I want you just to go away and think about it she said what if I'm right and she said I want you to just go away and she said I just want you to think you're here saying like oh, I don't know I don't know but she said you need to actually realize that I'm either right or wrong and you can't just go the rest of your life thinking well who really knows if Jesus oh, yeah. is real or not she said no either I'm right and Jesus is the Christ and at the end of my life, I'm going to stand before God. Yeah. And she said, everything that means, she said, or oh, I'm wrong. This can't be a, well, who really knows yeah. whether or not this is real. And I think in this way, it's a, you can't just go around saying, oh, you know, Jesus was a great person I look up to. It's yeah. a, no, either Jesus is the Christ. And what does that mean for life? What does that mean for my day? What does that mean for how I live my life? For everything about life. Yeah is funneled down to this Jesus was the Christ, he is the Christ, or everything about Jesus is wrong because he prophesied things which were completely, you know, as you said, he was a lunatic. Yeah. And it's a, you can't sort of say, oh yeah, God, you know, Jesus is cool and I'm going to add him into my life and use a, what would Jesus do to help me make good decisions? It's a, no, is he the Christ? And if he is, what does that mean? And suddenly that changes everything. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's not like... Um, some people say it's it's good to have faith because mm. it gives you something to comfort you at night. Yeah. <laughs> it gives you a peace, you know, like... Um, like the fake jewel. Yeah, it, it's something you can at least trust in, you know, disbelieve, because mm. believing, believing is a power thing. It, it gives you adrenaline, it gives you hope, it gives you peace, mm. you know. But I don't want to... Um, <laughs> honestly, do we want to believe in a fakeness? Yeah. Um, you know, it, that, that whole concept, casting your cares, well, throw them off, but... The Bible doesn't say cast your cares. It says cast your cares on me. Yes. I am handing them over to God. I need someone yeah. to be holding them. Yeah. <laughs> I need someone to know oh, he's got my cares. Yeah. That way that, I'm peaceful because he's got them. Not just because I don't have them. 
Because yeah. not having them can just be denial. Mm. You know, that's just to cast off something without actually addressing whether it's real or not is just denial. Yeah. Casting it onto God is not denial. It's saying, no, no, I put it in the hands of someone who does care for me. And he guides me and leads me by the Spirit, yeah, and we amen. will do that. And, um, you know, when... when um, um, I was just thinking, no, look at the Scripture. We probably we won't go there. because we'll, But, you know, when, when Paul said, you know, hey, if Jesus hasn't risen from the dead... You can. You should pity me. Yeah. I have based my whole life on a lie. Yeah. It's. It's not. Not good. The Holy Spirit. The, the anointing. Yeah. It's. We got to lean into it. It's got to be real, and we got to. This is the. This is why what Jesus was aiming at. This is what he was leaning into. This is the whole purpose. He spoke to Nicodemus. God said, you know, this eternal life, which is the work concept of eternal life, is linked into this concept of the anointing and the, and the grace yeah. and the, the power of God. Um, you could see um, this is the promise that I've promised you, yeah. eternal life, yeah. the spirit and life. You know, they're, they're, they're interwoven sort yeah. of concepts. Um, John chapter 3, um, he who believes in the Son has eternal life. Um, this is the whole purpose of believing is a life to flow into us. Um, now, yeah, eternal life, Connected with heaven. Mm. That's good. We're, yeah. all, we're all happy with that. We, we started right at this point. Yeah. John chapter 4. It's good to know that we've got a, a place in heaven. Yeah. But it's way more than that. Yeah. It's something now. It's not the timeline. No. It's not like it's not um, It's not just yeah. the fact that we when we go, when we die, praise God, we have eternal life. That is good. Eternal life is now. Yeah. Eternal life starts now. Um, it, it's a... It, yeah. It, I feel like sometimes we look at the phrase eternal life and we think of our focus and the filter is eternal, it's timeline. Yeah. So it's, okay, eternal life means there's no death. Yeah. Which, yeah, that's an amazing concept and that's an amazing promise that we have is that even when these earthly bodies go, yeah. it's, you know, like well, you said, John 3, 16, if those who believe, we don't get destroyed. Um, I better quote in my head. For God so loved the world, he gave his only unique son, yes. that everyone who believes in him won't be go to destruction. Yeah. Won't be destroyed. Won't go into the destructions. But we're on the other side. Yeah. Eternal life. Yeah. We have eternal life. Some people don't realize um, believing doesn't give you the eternal part. Mm. Um, both sides are eternal. Yeah. <laughs> it's eternal destruction. Yes. And it's eternal life. Um, you living for eternity doesn't matter whether you believe or not. Yeah. We we are eternally created we're beings. Eternal beings. We're eternal beings. Eternity mm. is not a part that you get. So some people say, if I believe in God, I get eternity. Yeah. They think live forever is one concept. No, no. You will forever be in life. Yeah. All right? You will be forever in death or you'll be forever in life. Yeah. So God so loved the world that he put us into the... That we, if, we be, if we believe in yeah. him, we will enter into the forever life side. Yeah. All right. Now that eternal life, we say, oh, that's good. So that forever, it, it's the life that is the key. Exactly. Yes, whereas we always go, oh, eternal, eternal. That's amazing. Yeah, it's no, like, no. no, it's the forever. It's the forever life. Yeah. You're in the life side, and um, and I can't just, you can't just say life because you know life. There is natural life. Mm. All right. You know, there's the water and the spirit. Yeah. There's the the flesh and the spirit. And so if I said to you life, well, there's life in mm. the natural. You know, yeah. animals have life. Plants have life. We have life. Um, life is something that is of the natural realm. Yeah. He said, no, the life I'm talking about is the eternal yes, from life. Above. Of above life, from above. So I, I use eternal life. 
to mean forever life, yeah. but it's also from above yeah. life. It's the, it's the phrase that, that sets life apart from just this natural life yeah. to being the God life, the spirit life. Yeah. The so it's all, all blended together. Um, Jesus said, if you believe me, this is, uh, we, we get this life into you now. Yes. This is where you get this life yeah. now, not, 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 when, you, not when you die. Mm. That's not what, eternal life is now. Oh, okay, so I'm living, for et I'm, living, it, I'm living eternally now. Yeah, it's not the eternally part. It's the, <laughs> I'm in life. I have connected to a, spirit, a life of the Spirit. Yes. The anointing, the creole that has, is anointed me. The Holy Spirit has been given yeah. to me. So now I am to take that. And the same way that, um, the same way that, um, the Holy Spirit came on Jesus and enabled him. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, that's why I'm, I tell you, yeah. stay here so the Holy Spirit will come on you. Yeah. And so that you can, he'll bring everything to your remembrance. He'll show everything about me. He'll give you all, all, everything you need. Um, he will empower you to be my witnesses, to yeah. go out and live this. This is, this is, this is how it all is. So um, the big picture of what we said mm -hmm. is that... Um, Jesus went reading Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels. Mm -hmm. This is what he was always picturing. Yeah. This is what he was always aiming at. This is what he was leading to. This is what his excitement was. This is what mm -hmm. he was going to the cross to die, but in order to transform us and enable us to enter into this same life. From above. From mm -hmm. above. The above life was going to... That's what his whole purpose was. And that's why... And, and look through that they didn't get it. Ha, ah, weird people, yeah. crazy people, <laughs> dumb, dumb Thomas, you know what I mean? Uh, I do love how many times they enjoy naming the disciples. In the <laughs> I sometimes think they, they enjoy saying it was Thomas who said this. Yeah, Judas, <laughs> it wasn't Iscariot, it was the other Judas, said this. And yeah, they, they loved it, you know. Mm. And, um, um, when there, um, the scripture, you quoted it before, when, um, it's a famous scripture, it says, for the joy set before him. Is it yeah, Hebrews? Hebrews 12. Um, and I think I'd never thought of it before when you were saying that, um, I don't know if you can read the scripture, even just from your Bible, but that concept of that Jesus was walking through this earth with the Holy Spirit already helping him. And how you said taking hold of the scriptures that had been prophesying, not only his life, but his death and his resurrection, most importantly. Yeah. Um, this concept that, what does it mean for me now to have the Holy Spirit in me? That I read these scriptures, so now for the joy set before me, I can endure life's troubles because I can see what's on the other side. Yeah. Because the, the same way the Holy Spirit gave Jesus such a revelation of what was beyond that cross, yeah. it meant he could joyfully go through the cross because he said, the cross is simply a comma and yeah. I'm focusing on what's to come. The Holy Spirit in me says that I read the scripture and now the Holy Spirit reveals something to me so that for the joy set before me, I go through a trial, but I've got so much joy because this Holy Spirit has revealed what's on the other side yes. through the scripture. I think, and I think it's, it's Hebrews 12 too that said, um, for, um, uh, yeah, 12 two. Fixing your eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think John, you know, when you think John 14, he's like, he's, he's giving the vision for the future. Yeah. John 17, the vision. He talks about the, the people being united. Yeah. It's like, uh, that's a vision. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he um, yeah, we won't get into it. But John 17, read it through the eyes of Jesus seeing seeing what's yes. ahead 
is just speaking it out, declaring it as the priest, prophesying, praying over his people, yeah. declaring it. This is why. This yeah. is why. This is it. This is the transition, God. I'm praying. I'm declaring. I'm declaring. This is what we're having. John 14, 15, 16. This the Holy Spirit. You must. You must um, open up your heart. Um, John 15. Uh, I am the vine. You are the branch. You've, I see a people yeah. who are so intertwined with me. The same life that is in me. Yes. Flowing through them. Wow. You know, John, when he, uh, sorry, Jesus, when he was earlier at the um, temple and he stood up and in the feast, the feast of waters. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And he's like, this is all about me. Yeah. <laughs> he's either a lunatic yeah. or he said, this is me. He said, hey, everyone who's thirsty, come to me. Yeah. Um, you know, the woman at the well, everyone who drinks from me will never thirst again. Yeah. Um, in back of the temple. Hey, everyone who's, you know, I am the water of life. Come. Yeah. Um, and out of your, when the spirit comes. Yeah. And when the spirit comes, out of their innermost being will flow rivers of living water. He saw it. He saw this yeah. day when the same spirit that was flowing in him would be flowing in you. Yeah. And he saw this. He saw that. And he, and, he, um, and he spoke it. And he was excited for it. And he declared it. And then he said, well, I've got to go through the cross and yeah. I'll come out the other side. But when on the other side, this is what I see. Yeah. This is what, what's going to come. This is what's mm -hmm. going to happen. And um, sometimes you need to see the anointing of um, um, who you have called to be in Jesus, yeah. even when it, it looks like there's a dark cross sort of yeah, in the middle, in between. <laughs> in between right? Yeah. I'm not saying you have to go to the cross. Yeah. I'm not saying any of that. But I'm saying you get the revelation before the reality. Yeah. And Jesus was speaking to that revelation. He was speaking out of what he saw. And he was declaring, you need to be quick to believe yes that's your job your job is to read these things in john 14 15 16 yeah. 17 and be quick to say that's me yeah that's, that's so powerful I am. this is not, not like oh that sounds a bit over the top or yeah. wow <laughs> i need a few more scriptures before i'll um settle yeah. on that i need another 12 testimonies and be quick say i, I yeah. see this this is who jesus this is they were slow to believe about who jesus was mm. And we are slow to believe about who we are in Christ. In Jesus. Yeah, that's powerful. They were slow to, you know, yeah. to get that revelation. We are slow to get the revelation about who we are in the Christ. Yeah. The, the, um, and I think because, you know, when you think of Jesus is right in front of him, you know, was that cross and he could see where, where the journey was leading to. Um, and I think sometimes the equivalent for us is that we see our shortcomings. We see our the issues we may be facing, we see, whether it's a physical problem, whether it's an emotional problem, a mental problem, a relational, and it's kind of we all we see is that, and we say, yeah. how could there ever be something beyond? But we say Jesus looked at that cross, and he looked at that cross and saw the hope for humanity. Yeah. He saw you and me thousands of years later. Yeah. It's a, that cross, all it was, was a, okay, yep, that's a step, and then I see yeah. everything that opens up. And so we need to look at our own life and the things we may be facing or struggling with and go, oh, that's just simply a step. But, you know, through the scripture, Jesus has shown us, no, look what's beyond because of that life from above. Yeah. We can look at a relational problem or a physical problem, a financial problem and say, no, I'm looking at with a life from above. And what does that happen? How does that change it? I'm not looking at from a natural. Jesus didn't look at the cross from a natural man and say, how could a natural man go through this? 
He was looking at with that anointing from above yeah. to say that cross is nothing compared to this anointing from above. Yeah. We can look at an ailment in our body and go, but what happens when there's a life from above that's going to that ailment? What happens when there's a life from above going to that child who's walked away from God? Yeah. It's seeing that life from above. You are, you are, we are bringing that life into our body and we're becoming that yeah. to um, who we are. Um, consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. You know, we, we're yeah. going through James chapter 1. Um, we are, are going to, I'm not going to pick up on anything because there was lots of meaty stuff in there and I was like, oh, I should share this. <laughs> we're just going to let it sit, mm. all right? But there's, um, there's concepts there of, yes, we're bringing that life through us now. Like, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're representing the life of heaven. We, are the, we have the anointing on us. Where an, an anointing is, is resting on yes. us, um, and um, just just meditate on that, and just flow with that, and be quick to believe it and receive it. Even if you say, "Okay, I'm doing it in in, in the John 14, 15, 16 mm. mode." Uh, no, don't wait. Don't say, "Well, when when it's when I'm when I'm in it, then I'll believe it." Yeah. <laughs> you've got to you've got to say no, mm. and and read through the, the gospels. With this sense, this is what God, Jesus was leaning into. This is what he was always working towards. This is what his plan was. Um, yeah. It was not, um, and so th that's what that's the bigger picture. Um, I noticed we've um, had some <laughs> Jordan and Josh have some hecklers. Yeah, Jordan and Josh have finally managed to to make it here uh, online. Um, they're up in Queensland, so I didn't expect them to get online at all. But um, but thank you, Jordan's like, hey, that's not Josh. <laughs> Um, what's a new phone? I, new, uh, new phone means when someone texts me, like, it's a new phone, who is this? Yeah, yeah. Um, Jordan, imposter. Um, Josh, how did Brooke get the gig, this gig? Um, Jordan, we didn't, we didn't get agreed to that in our contract. Yeah, there was no contract. That's why, Jay, I, I make the rules here. Um, and, but I love then Mama Lewis, Christine Lewis comes in. It takes one Brooke to replace a Josh Dovey and a Jordan Lewis. Yeah, you can keep that comment up. Yeah. Um, yeah, oh. Um, anyway, so it, it sort of went a little bit south at the end when, you know. Um, so Josh is, um, Lee tested, Josh is looking very well. Growing his hair a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, anyway. We, we'll try and go back, oh, you know, we, um, glad you could finally join us, boys, <laughs> on Queensland time, I see. Yeah. Um, but we have had a t good time. Thank you, Brooke, for, yeah, for stepping in and bringing time. your insights because they're always powerful. You know, people say, you know, why, why does, uh, let me finish on this, I will say. Um, the whole purpose of this mm -hmm. is Heaven invades earth yeah. through us. Mm -hmm. it's, we're born from... We, we're born from above. And born from above and from below. We, we, we have this natural birth, mm -hmm. but now we have a second birth, a, a yeah. new birth, a born, born and above. The above birth combines with our below birth mm -hmm. and enables us to bring the above life into the below yeah. life. All right? That's, we, it, 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 that's what God's plan is, yeah. to invade mm -hmm. this place yeah. um, to to come into it. Um, do, you want, do you want to hear a really cool scripture? Mm. Um, um, 
Look at that. Look at this scripture in light of what we've just said. One John. Three. Um, verse eight. The one who practices sin is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was revealed to destroy the works of the devil. Um, let's go down to verse 10. By this is the children of God and the children of the devil revealed. Everyone who does not practice righteousness, that one who does not love his fellow Christian. Um, that's not the scripture I was looking for. Um, really works well when I, when I pause. Um, I'm looking for the scripture. Someone might give me the reference. Greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world. Um, 1 John 4, 4. 4, 4. Ah, okay. Okay, so he came into the, verse 8, mm. Came in for this purpose, the Son of God was revealed to destroy the works of the devil. Now you are of God, little children, and have conquered them, because the one in you, one who is in you, is greater than the one who is in the world. Wow. The life of God has come into you. Yeah. Jesus said, I am going to destroy what the mm. devil's work is. You are now to come in behind me mm. and bring the life of God into this world yeah and to work the works of god and bring the life of god yeah oh but it's a tough one he said ah yeah he who is in you is greater than, the, than he's working in there that is so powerful you've got a power in you that is over and above what the enemy is mm. is trying to do in this world and your god's design is for us to take that into our world yeah heaven the above comes into us and it now he wants it in the blow yeah our, our, our aim is to manage but he needs you to do it as you yeah he needs you You're, you've got to you've got to become the the, the portal yeah. for that the channel yeah. that the, there's a point with say jesus died on the cross every you know that amazing miracle everything happened but then god had the earth continue for another two thousand years and it's say if all jesus did was just about us getting to heaven why, is, why does God still the earth? Yeah. It's because, no, God, if we say, okay, well, God, I'm just going to wait here, think about Jesus and just wait for heaven. It's like, God's like, well, what was the point of having the earth continue? Yeah. It was so that we could take this life into the world. Yeah. It was so that we could use the above life to affect this world. Yeah. And, you, and, and it's got to come through something of this world. Yeah. And it's you. Yeah. You are the one that, that brings that. And um, so... God takes you and your personality and your uniqueness. Mm. Um, if I was a mechanic, he would show me things about how a car works. Mm. I if, I, get that. if I'm a farmer, <laughs> he shows me things about how plants work and yeah. fields work. If, if I'm a parent, he, teaches, you know, he yeah. shows it through the, the children. If you love movies, mm. you'll see these things through the lens of the things that are part of your world. Yeah. 
And so that's why you get examples like that because like they're, flushed away. they're, they're the, yeah, like flushed away <laughs> and, 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 and la la la. Now, what it's doing is like these truths are filtering yeah. through you. You're taking the heavenly concept and bringing it to the, the yeah. this world and bringing it out. And, yeah. and, and that's and it's that's exactly mm. what God wants to do. He's taking what He is, now it's coming through us and it's bursting yes. in to the world. But and we have to say, Oh, but this is a big, ugly world. Ah, greater is he who is in you Amen. than he that is in the Amen. world. It's, it's a we, we take authority and we burst into here. Yeah. Okay, I will stop there. Um, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate so much that we can study and love and learn all about yeah. Jesus. Um, go with the anointing, yes. with the, the creo, the, the power of God working through you. Um, and have a great rest of the week. It's Friday. There's yeah. not much week left. But be really, really empowered through it. Bless you.